Welcome back. On this episode of Deeper Life, Pastor Stephen shares on "Let it be according to your word." Listen and be blessed. What a powerful name it is! The name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is! The name of Jesus. Jesus. Jesus 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 what a powerful name Jesus 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 my Jesus 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 what a wonderful name Jesus 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 Oh what a sweet sweet name the name Jesus Jesus my Jesus 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 Oh that name above all names his name is Jesus 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 that precious name his name is Jesus 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 Come on, right in your house, just open your mouths and worship the name above all names. Give Him glory and honor and praise and adoration. Oh, what a wonderful Savior we serve. What a beautiful Savior. What a precious Savior. Oh, what a loving Father. Oh, what a steadfast friend we serve. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, we love your name, we love your name, oh, the name, the name, the name, the name, oh, my Jesus, 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 my Jesus, 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 oh, Jesus. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb, to him who sits on the throne and unto on the throne and unto the Lamb Oh to Him who sits on the throne 
sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Be blessing and honor, glory and power, the ancient of days. We worship you, Lord. You taught us to pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And tonight, Lord, we just bow before you. We say to you, hallowed be thy name. Honor be to your name. Glory be unto your name. We lift you up. Magnify your name. Exalt your name. Stand in honor of your name. Stand in honor of you, King Jesus. Tonight, Lord, we just stand in honor of you for who you are, who you are in our lives, who you are in this world around us, what you are, what you mean to us. Just stand in honor of you, Lord. We bow before you, respect you. Stand in awe of you, the great I am. Our Heavenly Father, we bow before you, bow before you. Lord, we stand today, not by the works we have done, but by the precious blood of Jesus. Lord, we know that our righteousness, they are like the filth of the world. They are nothing. They are filthy rags. They are righteousness that is torn away, torn apart. Many times, Lord, our righteousness, one day we are up, another day we are down. One day we have good times, another day we have bad times. Sometimes, Lord, our life is, Lord, uh, in ups and downs. So, God, we thank you for your word that says, Lord, that you are our righteousness. We clothe ourselves with your righteousness tonight. Righteous God, we honor you, Lord. What a privilege it is to worship you. What a privilege it is to honor you. Just bow before you. Hallelujah. Just for one moment, would you forget about everything around you? Just focus on Jesus. Just focus on Jesus. He is your answer. Is the Savior of the world. He came into this world for you and for me. That we through Him can become the righteousness of God. The Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin for us. He became a sacrifice for the sin. He took the part of the judgment of sin upon our lives. That we because of that precious sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we through him can become the righteousness. We can become, because of Jesus, 
That's who he is to you tonight. The Lord your righteousness. The Lord who's a banner over you. The Lord who watches over you. The Lord who stands before you. He said, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. He's your God. He knows your challenges. He knows your situation. He knows everything that you walk through. And because he is, we can face tomorrow. Because he is, we can face our mountains. Because he is, we can look at our Goliaths and still know deep in our heart that it's not the Goliath that will define our life, but it's the living presence of the Almighty God living deep on the inside of us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just for one moment, think about this wonderful Jesus who lives inside of you, the one who protects you. Sometimes, you know, we walk through uh, um, challenging times, surprising days. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we, we walk through situations that we are new and, 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 and can be challenging and, and uh, can be, uh, you know, difficult. But we thank God. Thank God the Savior of the world lives inside of us. So would you just for a moment lift your voice and thank God. Thank God for who He is in you. My dear brother and sister, just thank God. For just one moment, just close your eyes, wherever you are. And just, just thank God. Thank God. Think about Him for one moment. Think about Him. Think about Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says the horse is made ready for the battle, but the victory comes from the Lord. You know, we, we prepare ourselves. We do our best. We do what is best for us and what is right in the eyes of God. But I want you to know tonight, the victory for your life comes from God. He's the God of victory. He knows exactly what to do. He's in full control. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 that we must come to God and believe that He is. You got to come to Him. Just come to Him. Tonight, just come to Him and believe that He is. That He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Just a rewarder. When you begin to seek God, when you begin to call upon the name of Jesus, when you just surrender to God, every moment, every moment of your life, when you come to God and say, here I am, God, before you, here I am, you need to understand, it's a moment of a reward. It's a moment of a response. God responds to you, my friend. He responds to every situation in your life. He responds to every prayer. Sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. But if, when we don't see it, doesn't mean that He is not responding. He's doing something about it. At the right time, the right moment, He knows exactly what to do for you. What to do for you. Don't be worried. Don't be worried about this world. Don't be worried about the days ahead of you. You know, we're not called to worry. We're called to watch and pray. We're not called to, to worry. You know, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself, he said. Don't worry. Don't worry about your future. Don't worry about the future of your family, the future of your children. Just take it one day at a time. Trust the Lord. 
trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. He will do way beyond what you can think or imagine in your life. He will do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think. That's his promise. According to his power that worketh inside of you. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. We worship you. We surrender to you, Lord. We surrender to your will. Tonight, Lord, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would minister deep into our inner being. Minister, God. Let your spirit bear witness with our spirit tonight. We will know deep in the depths of our being that God is speaking to us. That we will know in the depths of our being God is ministering to us. God is dealing with us. Give us that grace to surrender to your will. Surrender to your will. Hallelujah, just one song in the midst of this prayer. Song telling the Lord God, saturate me with your anointing. Saturate me in your anointing. Saturate me in your presence. God have more of your anointing. In my life, saturate me, O Lord, today. Honor you, Jesus. Saturate me in your anointing. Saturate me in your presence. God have more of your anointing. I've got to have more of your anointing in my life. Saturate me, O oh Lord, today. Pour out your spirit upon us. For without you, we can go nowhere. Without a revelation from you, we will not understand or know. Father, I pray even tonight, Lord, that you would minister to us. Thank you, Lord. May your spirit be poured out upon us as we seek to learn and know from you. You know, one of the things that's been challenging me as I look into this uh, season that we are in, you know, the Bible says in Luke chapter 1, the Bible says from verse 35, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Uh, we know that Angel Gabriel came to Mary and uh, you know um, uh, 
amazingly, you know, the, uh, the angel of the Lord gave um, her a promise. You know, he said in verse 28, and having come to the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Three things that always happens when God visits us is that, you know, the hand of God, um, the hand of God comes upon us. The hand of God is about three things. Number one, high favor. You step out of a place of just surviving into a place of supernatural favor. You know, that's the first thing. And the second thing is, the Bible says, the Lord is with you. The promise is that you will never, ever be alone in your life. Never. When the hand of God comes upon you, you're never alone. Thirdly, the Bible says, blessed shall you be among women. The third thing is, God picks you out of the crowd uh, and uh, puts his hand upon you so that you will begin to walk not like everybody does in the blessing of the world, but you begin to experience the blessing of God upon you. Three things that are very vital to understand when, when the Lord, you know, is about to do something for you. You know, it's three things. Very, very powerful. One, number one, you step into the favor of God. I want you to know whether anybody loves you, cares for you, supports you, understands you, knows you, or, or is favorable towards you or not, you must know God is favorable to you. Amen? That's the first thing. God is always favorable to you. We walk in the favor of God. Second thing is God is with us. And, uh, you know, that is very important to understand because, you know, we are never alone. You never fight a battle alone. You never face a problem alone. You never walk through a situation alone. You never come to any situation in your life where you do not know what to do because the Lord is with you. You know, many times we struggle because we forget God with us. We forget to depend on him. We forget to ask him. We forget to, to ask questions to him. Lord, what should I do? What should I do? Lord, I'm walking through this. What should I do? We many times don't realize that the Lord is with us. And you know, you must understand Jesus saying in John 14, the spirit of God will be a helper. Okay. Our God is one who helps us. Secondly, he's a comforter. You know, the Bible says that the spirit of God is a comforter. When he comes to dwell inside of you, comfort. You know, what is comfort? Yeah, you know, when you, when, you, when you are tired, when you're walking around a lot, your, your feet are, are uh, you know, paining, your body is aching, and then you find a comfortable chair to sit. Just think about it. Imagine sitting in a chair that kind of wraps you and, and holds you and, and is so comfortable to sit, you know, how, how good you feel. That's exactly what it is. In the midst of all the rough things of life, the Spirit of God is the one that makes you comfortable. If you want to be comfortable in life, if you don't want the wildness of the life to run your life, you need God. That's the, that's the most important thing. When, when God is at work in your life, you become very comfortable. You know, that's why you, you see many Christians, uh, they are very, um, they are very um, satisfied. You know, they may not have many things, but they are very satisfied. You see, many Christians are, you know, very peaceful in their heart. Many Christians are not very disturbed 
You know why? Because their comfort is not by the judgment of people or situations or circumstances around them. Their comfort is by who God is in their life. So, you know, it's very important that the Lord, to understand the Lord is, makes you comfortable. You know, when the Lord is with you, you begin to see comfort. Thirdly, the Bible says blessing, you know. Uh, blessing is, you know, you come under, um, you know, heaven's, um, uh, you know, uh, authority, rule, reign. You come under, uh, you know, inheritance. You begin to, you don't walk under, you know, you don't need to strive to become something. You inherit, you know, you inherit the blessing of God. You, you, you inherit what God has already, who God is over your life, who God is, what God has already done for you. You already inherited, so you don't need something bigger and greater than what God has already purposed and provided for you, you know? The deeper you walk with God, the more you begin to understand that your life is not about what you can achieve or what you can become. Your life is what God has already purposed in your life. You, you come into that path, you walk that path, and you begin to see, you know, uh, everything becomes, uh, if you read Isaiah 35, it, it's called the highway of holiness. And the Bible says, even a fool on that road will reach his destination. Even a fool will do well on that road. Why? You know what? Because that's uh, a road that takes you to Zion. If you go back and read Isaiah 35, it's a very powerful chapter, uh, chapter in the Bible that tells you how God's people, the Bible says there are no lions and jackals on that road. There's no place for it. There's no place for uh, the enemy to devour you. You can never be devoured by something on that road because it's called the highway of holiness. So, you know, that's the promise of God. And then, you know, the Lord, uh, you know, uh, 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 speaks through uh, uh, the angel Gabriel and tells Mary something very powerful, which also we need to understand, that the angel answered and said in verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you Okay, it's a promise. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Wherever the Spirit of God is, His power will be there. God's power will overshadow you. You shall receive power. Acts 1.8, when the Holy Spirit comes. You know, uh, Christian life is not like the power of the world. It's a power to live the life that God has ordained for you. You know, power... To be a witness of the, of the presence of God inside of you. You know, that's it. You, you begin to walk in a dimension in your life that is beyond just the natural. It's beyond the natural. It's the spiritual. You begin to see the favor of God. You begin to see the hand of God. You begin to see, uh, you know, God do things in your life that are beyond what you can think or imagine. Two weeks ago... Uh, you know, in the ministry, we had some needs and I was, I was telling the Lord, Lord, how are we going to do this? How is it going to happen? You know, I, uh, you know, I've uh, had several concerns because of the many uh, needs we have right now in a season like this. And, uh, uh, you know, you can understand when you, when, when there are so many several churches, uh, you know, there's a lot of needs. But you begin to see all that you do is you're sitting in a little room in the office and you're talking to God and you're trying to tell God, Lord, you know, yeah, this is where I am. This is, uh, this is something that uh, only you can take care of and then we need to do these things. And then two weeks later, you are already in a place of seeing those things come to pass because 
you know, in a supernatural way, God already opens doors and God already does things, you know. And then you begin to see that your life is not about, you know, you can't do this on your own. You can't make it happen on your own. You begin to understand that it's the hand of God. It's the hand of God upon your life. It's the hand of God upon the ministry. It's the hand of God upon what he's doing. And if you are careful, you keep yourself on that road. It's called the road of grace. We live under the grace and mercy of God. Unmerited favor of God. You know, and I want you to know tonight, every one of you, God's hand of grace is upon you. Unmerited favor. You cannot earn it. You can never deserve it. You can never be worthy of it. You can never come to a place where you become worthy of what God can do for you. Never. You can never come to that place. But you live because you trust him. You, you walk in it because you know him. You walk in it because you, that's, that's the privilege that you and I have as a child of God. That's why Jesus is so real and important in our lives. He's not one of the many gods. He is the one and only way. No man shall come to the Father but by him. There's no other way to God but by Jesus. If you, you can never go to heaven without Jesus. You can never enter heaven without Jesus. There's no other way. But this way is a free way. It wasn't a cheap way. It was paid with the price of a life. Life of God himself laying on the cross so that you can walk in that freedom. And that freedom is grace, unmerited favor. All that you need to do is say, God, I receive you into my heart. Lord, you are, you are, you are my, my savior. I receive you into my heart as my Lord and savior. And that's all it takes to live that life. That's all it takes to walk in that favor. And here the Bible says, when the spirit of God comes, the angel Gabriel says, the power of God will overshadow you. Are you with me? Whenever the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the power of God is shadow. There's a shadow of the power of God over you. You know, David writes it in another way. He says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's about power. You, you come under the shadow of the Almighty God. You're simply standing under an almighty, a, a God who has power over every other power, who has power over every other situation, every other circumstance you walk through. He has power over every sickness, every challenge, every struggle, everything that you face today. He has power over it. He has power over it. That's what it says. David says there's a shadow of the almighty God upon me. It's an almighty. You know he says not just a shadow of God. Shadow of an almighty God. And I live there. I dwell there he says. And then what does this power do? This power does something deep inside of you. What does it do? It creates within you. What God has purposed for your life. The Bible says. Therefore, because the Spirit of God will come and because of the shadow of the power of God over you, therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born 
will be called the son of God. Therefore, what you are about, what you will conceive inside of you and what you will birth into the world will be heaven's purpose over your life, heaven's plan for the world. I want you to know tonight, God has a plan and he wants you to be in a place where you can capture what the Spirit of God does inside of you, allow the Spirit of God to work inside of you and give birth to heaven's plan upon the earth. Are you with me? That's how powerful your life is. Your life is not about existing. Your life is not about surviving. Your life is not about just living that mundane life day after day. You're not, you're not just becoming old. No, you're living. You're living what God has purposed over your life. Till the very last, it's your body that becomes old. It's your strength, your physical strength that weakens, but not in your spiritual. Our outward, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, our outward man is perishing, but my inward man is being renewed day by day. I don't, I don't, I want you to understand. It's not how old you are. You might be 60, 70, 80. You might be 40, 50. You might be 20, 30. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter as your years become older, you might feel weaker. You might feel with less strength. You might not have the ability to do the things that others do, but you must know this. Your inner man is growing. Your inner man is strong. Your inner man is never becoming weak. Your inner man is not growing old. Your inner man does not grow old like your outer man goes old. Your inner man does not wear out like your outer man wears out. Many times, because our flesh gets stronger than our spirit man, we think we are tired in our walk with God. You never become tired in your walk with God. You never lose the passion. You never lose the fire. You never lose the call of God. You never lose the purpose of God. You're not getting old with the call of God upon your life. You're not getting old with the purpose of God over your life. The dream that God has for you does not wear out. It does not become old. It's not growing old as you grow old. My outward man is perishing. But my inward man is being renewed day by day. Paul was on fire for God even when he was on, in the prison. When you see the words he writes, the letters he writes, the epistles he writes, you see that this man is writing it under such a tremendous revelation, such a tremendous presence of God, such deep, deep truths about God and the depths of God. Why? Because from the day he met the Lord on the road to Damascus till the last moment, he's still on fire for God. He still has a word in his mouth. He still has a message to give to the church. He still has something to offer to people because he's on fire. I want you to know tonight, your body gets old, but your inner man is strong. Your inner man is fresh. Your inner man is not walking in oppression or depression or you're not, you know, sometimes we think, oh, it's, you know, it's becoming so difficult for me. No, 
It's becoming difficult for your natural man. It's never becoming difficult for your inner man because your inner man is connected with God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. One spirit. Come on. Capture it in your, in, your, in, your, in your inner being today. Capture it in your soul. Capture it in your spirit tonight. The Lord inside of you is never getting old. He's fresh. Daniel, at the, end of, at the end of his days, when he was old, was able to see visions and dreams and deep things of God. And he could see the end times and he could see the things that were happening. He could hear the voice of God. He could see the angel of the Lord. He could feel the hand of God upon him. Daniel, John, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He says, I was in the spirit. Man, I was getting old. I've been through persecution. I've been through struggles. The church has been through so many things. The church has been through many challenges and the disciples have been scattered and the, and, and, and the believers are scattered. We have all kinds of problems. But on the Lord's day, the man of God is in the spirit. He's not worn out. He's not tired. He's not breaking down. They put him... They, in the island of Patmos, they, 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 they crush his life. But he is in the spirit on the Lord's day. And begins to have a revelation. My friend, are you with me tonight? You, come, you might be even hearing me from a sick bed. But it's the body that is sick. It's not your inner man. Right on that bed, right in your situation, right in your most troubled times, right in the midst of the lions in the lion's den that you're standing in, you can still experience the power of God because your inner man is still strong because he can catch a revelation. You're willing, ready to birth what the Spirit of God is putting inside of you. Mary, the angel Gabriel said, when the Spirit of God comes, the one that is to be born will be called the Son of God. And one of the things that really touched me as I look in the scripture again and again, year after year, we know in this season we think a lot about what happened during the birth of Jesus. Look at this. Such a visitation of God, such an anointing, such a presence of God, such an open heaven, such a thing. But you know this, this young woman, you know, still she has to take a decision. What amazed me is the Bible says in verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Okay. She says, how can it this be? How can these things happen? And then, you know, the word comes to her with God, nothing is impossible. So she begins to realize this is something supernatural. And then look at her response. She said, the Bible says in verse 38, then Mary said, behold, the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You see, the angel of the Lord, Gabriel waited, gave her a message and waited. What was he waiting for? He was waiting till she made a decision. You know, sometimes we can have the anointing. We can have a revelation, we can have an open heaven, we can hear the voice of God, we can know the call of God, we can know the purpose of God, we can have everything over our lives. But still, my friend, I want to tell you, 
you got to take a decision. You got to come to that place in your life where you say to God, be it unto me according to your word. You need to play, come to that place where you're willing to surrender, where you're willing to say to God, Lord, now I say to you, not my will, let your will be done. May I be found as a servant in your hands. May I be found as a servant under the hands of God. May I be willing to lay down. May I be willing to give up. The biggest problem is, you know, many times we have the anointing. We have God speaking to us. We have the word of God. We have everything. We have an open revelation. We can see things that God shows us. But somehow deep in our heart, we're still holding on to things. We can't let it go. We want what God has for us, but we don't want to submit 100%. The angel of the Lord waited till Mary would say, be it unto me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Do you know, my friend, many times God gives you a promise. God speaks into you. God gives you a vision. God gives you a dream. God pro prophetically sends people into your life and speaks prophetic words upon your life. He tells you things. And we are so caught up with it. We're so thrilled about it. You know, but God is looking for an answer. Many times God is still waiting, waiting, waiting to see what are you going to do about what he has spoken to you? What is your response? Do you know something? Many times our life is about a response. Many decisions we have made in the past and we are where we are today in life because of the decisions we have made. Do you know something? It's the same in the spiritual. You can go places with God because of decisions you make with Him. I remember many years ago, I think it was 2007, I was in a meeting in India. That was a very uh, difficult year for me because um, uh, I began to get frustrated with God because in my heart I wanted to serve Him uh, but still, you know, I had not given up some things and, you know, there was torn between, uh, you know, um, uh, torn between ministry, torn between work. Um, things were confusing around me because of people with whom I was and what I saw and the frustrations in the ministry and so many other things. I was, I was an associate pastor. I had a business. I, uh, you know, things were fine. You know, I, in, the, in, in the natural, in the outside, everything was great. But on the inside... I was so disturbed. So I came to a point in my life, I told the Lord, I said, God, uh, what have you done for me? I mean, sometimes, you know, you must be careful what you talk to God. I said to God, what have you done for me, Lord? Why you haven't brought me to where you are, where you want me to be? I know this is not what it is. I know there's something more to my life. You know, I'm telling you, I was not, I was not in a place of struggle. I was in a, in a good place in my life. You know, ministry, being an associate pastor with Prince of Peace, uh, you know, a um, uh, lot of ministry, travel, you know, preaching and traveling and going around, you know, I, I traveled out of India to, and, uh, to preach and, you know, things were very good, you know, they were very, very nice things, good business and good, good money on one side and things, everything was okay, but frustration, 
Have you felt that? Sometimes you have everything and still are frustrated on the inside. And I told the Lord, and I still remember, you know, I battled, battled, battled with it. Until one day the Lord told me, he said, Steve, what did I promise you? So I began to tell the Lord what he promised me. And then, you know, he, um, he said to me, what have you done so far? What have you done? And then I, God began to show me that many things he promised me were already happening in my life. I could never see it. Many years ago, the Lord gave me a word. You will call it from Isaiah 55 and verse 5. You will call a nation you do not know. And nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord, for he has glorified you. So I knew that nations would be on my, on my life. Um, you know, many times whenever I sang the song, ask of me and I will give you nations as an inheritance. The ends of the earth is a possession from uh, Psalms 2. You know, I used to, uh, you know, I, it, it, just, it, just, it was something that just came out of my heart. And I, I loved singing that song because uh, it was just not words. I, it was something about my life. Then, you know, the Lord, uh, I struggled, then the Lord asked me, uh, I am doing what I have said I would do to you. And then he asked me this question, have you done what you said you would do for me? Do you know something? God never forgets what we say to him. Do you know that? Do you know that God never forgets promises we make? That's something about God. And God began to show me, you know, show me. Step in on a Sunday evening from one of the last rows in Emmanuel Methodist Church, walking with a friend up to the altar when Dr. Kamalason gave an altar call for people who would serve him full time. The Lord showed me, me walking from the back, kneeling on the altar and saying to God, I will serve you full time. The Lord showed me in Danishpet, in a huge youth meeting, standing up for an altar call to lay down your life for the sake of the gospel. Give up everything to follow. He showed me, showed me a picture. Showed me one day driving with my dear friend Mehbub uh, and Gwen was in the car and Aruna and uh, we were driving from, um, for the evening service and Prince of Peace, and I still remember even the place, Dr. Radhakrishnan Road. And I still remember that evening, the anointing was so strong, we were praying in the car, and I was driving the car, and in my heart, holding the steering, I said to the Lord, my life is for you. My life is for you, I said to him, my life is for you. I will lose anything to follow you. He showed me that. He showed me what I spoke to him. He showed my, me sitting in that car and driving. He showed me many things. Earlier that year, in a meeting, there was a man of God from England who came to India and he, he said in a, little, in a meeting, a Thanksgiving meeting, God has a dream for you. Heaven is waiting for that dream to be fulfilled in your life. And there are many on the other side waiting to be blessed because of that dream. It pierced my life like a knife went into my heart. Word of God can sometimes be so strong, you know, it makes you uncomfortable, makes you very, it becomes very painful to you. I began to cry out to God. I said, God, heaven is waiting. That's the word that came to me. Heaven is waiting for that dream to be fulfilled in your life. God has a dream for you. 
heaven is waiting and then he said there are many on the other side who are waiting to be blessed because of you I want to tell you tonight as I finish a decision God helped me make some decisions in 2007 in 2012 change decisions that changed my life upside down just changed me upside down I'm talking about things in the ministry and I don't know why I'm sharing that to you is God speaking to you something today is God challenging you something is God gripping your heart with something today give it to him Mary said be it unto me according to your word when the angel heard it the Bible says he left her he went back he knew it was accomplished he knew Jesus will come he knew his job was done how many times do dream come God's dreams come to us and the Lord is waiting till we respond so that he knows in our heart now it's done now it's done you bow your heads in his presence as I begin to pray father we thank you tonight Lord for your word for your spirit for your precious anointing I don't stand here because I have achieved anything I stand here because of your grace I have a long way to go if you would give me yours my ears will be for you but I pray for my dear brothers and sisters who are listening and that's the sound of my words. God, I pray that you would minister to them. Holy Spirit, visit them. Like you visited Mary. Visit us. Visit us tonight. May heaven's dreams be open over our lives. There be an open heaven, Lord. Father, I pray in Jesus' name tonight. Now give us a heart to take the right decision. Give us a heart to respond to the call of God. Give us a heart to respond like Mary responded. Tonight, Lord, give us the ability, not just from our mouth, but from our heart to say, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. I pray, God, it be so that, Lord, each one of my dear brothers and sisters who are hearing this word, their lives will be transformed. Our future will be transformed. You'll make them the reason that this world will never be the same again. And Lord, I know one day when you come back, we will be with you in heaven forever and ever. Thank you for reminding us tonight that though our outward man perishes, our inward man is rich in life, is walking healthy, never grows old. Thank you for it, Lord. Speak a blessing over everyone tonight, Lord. Those who have needs, I pray that you will visit them, Lord. Pray for miracles in the mighty name of Jesus, the authority that you have given me. I pray tonight that, Lord, your children will receive miracles, healing those who have, Lord, sicknesses in their body, struggles in their lives, challenges. I pray healing will come into their lives, into their marriages, into their homes, among their children, healing. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for giving us an open heaven. I love you. We worship you. Give us a glorious week ahead. In this season, O oh God, remind us again and again of the great 
and awesome work you have done for us eternally so that we can be with you for eternity. I love you, worship you. Speak a blessing on everyone and their homes in Jesus' mighty name. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. So glad you could join us with Deeper Life. Pray that God will continue to bless you, use you mightily for His glory. Walk in the favor of God. Remember three things. Favor of God. The Lord is with you. And you are blessed among people. God bless you. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.